Hi everyone, this is Psychic Medium Miss Sarah Harvey. I'm really excited about our topic today in this episode. I want to talk about why competition is good. And I know a lot of you are probably thinking to yourself, she's absolutely crazy. Why is competition good at all? Well, I have a lot of reasons, so you'll definitely want to stay till the end of this episode so you can get a really good idea of why your competition is actually good for you. So one of the first things, uh, first reasons that competition is really good is because of pricing. They've already paved the way. Someone else has already paved the way. So their pricing and uh, the amount of customers they're getting, if you can get an idea of that or you know statistics on that, that's actually really, really good for you because you don't necessarily have to compete with their pricing um, or go a little bit lower than them that's not necessarily the technique that's going to work. It's actually um, delivering more. Delivering more and building trust and getting more return clients. So for psychics, competition is honestly very, very good. So uh, with the pricing, I I really want you guys to think, I know a lot of people are like, I have this $10 reading and it's always been $10 and I'm afraid to raise the price. Well, the thing is, is if it's not selling now, then what difference does it make if you raise the price, right? When you think about it that way, it really does put a perspective on it. So it's not hurting you any to raise the price. If it is selling and it's selling, you're selling a lot of that reading, that in particular reading uh, or that service, that is also good because that means that you can raise the price a little bit at a time not enough or not so much that you're um, going to turn off cl- customers or clients when it, it's really when you have a reading that's really popular it's good to raise the price slowly um, instead of just one big price jump so that's just something that you should definitely be aware of so number two the value in the marketplace or the need this is why being in or what makes your business um, important to your clients right so when I talk about value in the marketplace what value are your readings your spells your services what value are you bringing to the marketplace and when a lot of people think about pricing they you might hear my cat spooky always wants to be in the show uh so When you think about what value you bring to the marketplace, what the need is um, in how things are in high demand or low demand, I can actually, a good example would be uh, during the pandemic in the United States, toilet paper, apparently somebody, people just went out and scarce, they bought so much toilet paper that there wasn't any left, right? in stores. Well, what happens then is people are more willing to pay more because it's something that they need that has value in the marketplace, um, but it actually raised the rate because it wasn't just available anymore, right? So it was, uh, it had a higher value because the, uh, there wasn't as many, um, you know, there wasn't as much toilet paper available. Okay, so the way this applies to you and your business is one of the things that I really look at when I'm on Etsy and I've done, I, I before I really didn't take a whole lot of time to look at my competition, I did market research ahead of time 
Um, but ongoing, I tried not to really, I just kind of did my own thing. Um, but one of the things that I notice is that on Etsy specifically, there's a lot of lower priced readings. And by raising your price, you're actually taking yourself out of that category and raising yourself up to a to another category, another st uh, standard, right? So if your readings are $35, and that's what you raised your rate to, then you're actually going to be competing with people, other people who are $35. You're not necessarily competing with people that are are delivering $7 readings, $5 readings, because uh, people are going to, not everyone wants the, the two $5, $10 readings. Some people really genuinely uh, want a deeper, uh, deeper reading, a uh, more meaningful reading, something that they don't think is just like really cookie cutter. And so uh, when you think about it that way, and as a as a customer or a client on Etsy, I can genuinely tell you that when I go to Etsy, if I'm buying, um, you know, tarot cards or oracle cards, I'm not looking for the cheapest ones. I'm looking for the ones that I like. Now, when we think about services, I, I'm not looking for, you know, the two dollar reading. Honestly, I and I know we're in this. Um, we're in this. Field, so we don't have necessarily an outside perspective of this. But when you try to think of yourself as an outsider, it, when we are buying something, we are not necessarily going to go for the lowest priced item or service. Because if I hire a plumber and he's a hundred dollars cheaper than another one, I'm asking myself why, right? Does he have bad ratings? He or she have bad ratings? Are they just are they new at this? Like. So pricing is, is important, and the value that you're bringing to the marketplace is important. So instead of low, having a really low price, why don't you add more value, right? Add a little more value to the reading so that you feel like you're, you have some sort of justification for raising your price, right? It doesn't have to be like a huge addition to it. It could just be something, you know, simple like, you know, just some sort of easy add-on. So... I recently added a spell for free because Etsy has a lot of rules about that on my money reading uh, listing on Etsy, and I'm, I'm going to see how this goes. But what it does then is I deliver that the money spell, and I'm delivering the tarot card reading, the oracle card reading, and I'm just I added a little bit of value, right? So in that case raising your price makes sense so uh and the value that you're bringing to the marketplace you just added a little more value to your reading right so the setting the standard this is number three so setting the standard uh the reason that's important is because okay so the, i have an example so there's a store and i can't i read this in a book and it was it was kind of it made sense to me uh there was a store or a restaurant and I'm not sure what restaurant chain it was, but their entire, um, like their basic platform, their idea, their goal was to have very, very clean bathrooms. 
And I thought that was interesting because I thought, what does a bathroom have to do with the fast food? And then I realized, one, we all like clean bathrooms because it's gross to go in dirty ones. But the other thing is, is they made that part of their business model. And so every part, every um, part of the chain, they had to make sure that their bathrooms were you know, right on, you know, spot on and they're clean all the time because that's part of that chain's um program that's part of their business model is that when they're when their customers go into the bathroom that it's extremely clean and this is the same reason why restaurants always make the same food like when you go to McDonald's you're always going to be able to find the same burger right it's cooked the same way for the most part it has the same things on it that's one of the things that's so appealing about McDonald's to people is they always know what they're going to get. So you'll find that even if people don't like McDonald's, if they're out of town and they see it, you know, my kids like McDonald's, so I'm, I eat it anyway. But, but the thing is, is that if we're out of town, I know the standard that this McDonald's is going to have because this is what's always on their burger. So that kind of thing is important. Now, the reason why why I bring that up is because that's where you bring in return clients. If they always know what to expect of you and what you're, you know, what you're giving them, that's how you're going to bring return clients in. So that's how they kind of set the standard. So the person before you, whether we like that or not, um, they set the standard. So what they're, and that goes for any person and their experiences. They set the they go to one psychic and they like it, so they go, you know, they either go back to that psychic or other psychics, but their experience was good. If they go to one and it's bad, then there's the idea of the standard is low, then they may not go to one ever again, right? So the person before you, the innovator, which I'm sure thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, um, the whole idea of, you know, a fortune teller, or seer, uh, psychic, throughout our lifetime like people have there's uh, there's someone that had set the standard right and so they're constantly someone setting the standard and so uh the other thing is now number four is really important and it's a uh, business runoff and i'm calling it that there probably could be a better name for that whatever uh so basically what this means is now bringing up McDonald's again, because I think that's interesting. And I know business, the business model is different. It's retail, um, it's retail or whatever, it's food instead of our business. But the reason I bring this up is because McDonald's uh, was actually established as a chain before Burger King, right? And I live in the Northern United States in Iowa. So we have a lot of Burger Kings and McDonald's. I don't know if you have them in your area, but when I explain this to you, you're going to find that there are other restaurants that do this as well. So one of the things that happens is McDonald's is always building a chain. When they build their, uh, their buildings, it's actually in a certain place. I've heard that McDonald's, their biggest profit comes from owning the... Uh, land that their buildings are on. I don't know if that's true or not, but I thought that was kind of interesting, total sidebar. So with the McDonald's, what you find is there's always a Burger King next to it in most places that you go, or a lot of places anyway, right? Think about that though. 
So McDonald's was established first, and Burger King comes along and they they perch their you know they build their building right next to them. What happens then is when the line or the building is full of people. Uh, when I say uh, business runoff, I mean McDonald's is full. We're going to go to Burger King, you know, instead, just so we can get our food faster, whatever. And I do this personally, so, like, I know that's something that you guys would, you know, like, you go somewhere else if it's extremely busy and you think you're going to have to wait a long time. Or if you had a bad burger at some point in time, you might go to the the competition. And so, the reason I bring this up is because that was actually Burger King's business model was to build next to McDonald's. And that was exactly why. They figured if it's not bad to be in second place. And the reason it's not bad to be in second place is because to stay on top all the time is very, very, very difficult to do. And so uh, that's just something, a kind of some food for thought, right? It's difficult to stay on top all the time because you're constantly, you're more in a like a protection mode than a, than a grinding mode, right? Like you maybe you're more protect or your whole idea than sometimes people when they're on the top they their idea is that we just got to protect what we have right now they really don't realize or they they aren't as hungry I guess is what I'm saying not in all cases anyway so number five is having competition keeps you hungry and passionate and so that kind of led into that I really truly believe that if there were no other psychics in the world. Let's say, now you're a psychic, right? There's no other psychics in the world. You're the only person that they can go to. Think about what would happen then. Um, I've heard, you know, I think I've told you guys this before, but I actually came from the insurance industry. And one of the things that happened in the in the company that I worked for is that the veterans in the company because we're all independent agents, they actually would get renewals. So, right, every year that that policy, the insurance policy was paid again, the agent would get renewals. So when that happens, basically, as your business grows, your book of business grows, and you're getting more and more clients, your renewals are getting higher and higher and higher. I still get renewals from my insurance business, right? I don't even, I'm not active at all now, but I still get renewals. So think about this. So... If I have all the renewal income that I need, why am I going to go out and work, right? So I'm not hungry anymore. I got what I need. So I think the same thing happens with uh, when you know you're the only person. You aren't as hungry. You're not as passionate. And I feel like passion is so important. And, you know, I've talked about a little bit about this before, but I am that Southside girl. I always say that. I think that's kind of... uh, just a part of me. Like I grew up, I grew up and we didn't have a lot. And, you know, I, I can't say hand-me-down clothes, but I, we, we had like used clothes and that kind of thing, which I think is pretty normal for kids. But, you know, we didn't always have everything we needed, right? Okay, so just to kind of get that out of the way, the reason I'm saying this is because when you have a kid that grows up like that, I mean, obviously they could go into a life of a bad life, whatever. But a lot of the time what you find is, is that kid's hungry. That kid wants to be successful. And the reason why is because they never want, they know what the feeling of going without is or what it feels like. And they don't ever want to do that again, right? 
where sometimes, and this isn't always the case, these are just examples, but then sometimes you have somebody who is, has inherited everything they have, they've never had to struggle, and they don't want to move out of the house. Why would they move out of the house if they have everything paid for them? You know, like, that's just something that I think makes people completely different. And I'm not criticizing people either way. I'm just saying that that competition, having that competition keeps us on our toes and it keeps us hungry and passionate about what we're doing because you're constantly having to, not having to, but like with me and my business, I'm always trying to come up with new fresh ideas. What do people need help with? How can I help them? How can I help them with their Etsy business? How can I help them with social media? And that's kind of why I've, why I've talked a little bit about uh, like other social media platforms like Facebook, uh, Facebook, Pinterest, and even the podcasting. Like I love podcasting. This is so much fun. And I thank you guys, by the way, for listening. I think that's like, it's awesome. I'm excited. Every time I get on and talk to you guys and have a podcast episode, I'm always really excited because it's something fun that I get to do. Like, can you believe it? We're both working right now. You're learning and I'm teaching, right? Like thinking about that, that idea of what we're doing is, is interesting to me, but I just want you guys to know that. I think that, I feel like that's really important to know that competition is like healthy and it's a good thing because if you didn't have any competition, you're not going to have as much drive. If you didn't have as much competition, you'd be overwhelmed. Um, So, and that runoff is not always bad at all. Like if I take my listings down, right, and they go to someone else's shop, that person wins, right? I'm on vacation. I'm not delivering readings. That person gets runoff. That's awesome. That's awesome for them. And who knows? A person might like them better and they go to them uh, on a more regular basis. So those kinds of things I think are important. And I wanted to bring that up because I think it's something that people get um, overwhelmed by. And sometimes uh, it becomes... Sometimes it even is a reason that people leave the business or leave or shut their you know small business down because they're afraid of the competition don't ever be afraid of the competition and quite frankly like what I've learned and I learned this in the insurance industry and I think like they're kind of a dog eat dog world but I always felt like it's important for me to network with other people like me because when you're networking with other people like you you feel like they they understand what you go through every day, right? I don't really look at, so I actually look at my competition and this is how you should look at your competition too. Like they're trying to do the same thing that you're you're doing and they actually help you. So I've, there's plenty of times I've referred readings off to other people because I'm busy doing other stuff, other projects, and I just feel like I can trust this reader to give my client a really good um, experience and help them and then I offer you know that's something that I got to do for them and they you know they delivered I've I've done that a handful of times I'm excited whenever I can do that because why am I just gonna shut you know like I'm not just gonna say sorry I'm on vacation like I can't do this but I do have someone that'll help you and that's not always for everybody I know that like some people would rather just keep their uh, business really uh you know, like they keep their their clients under wraps and don't really discuss that with other people. But for me and my business model, it doesn't hurt me any to do that every once in a while when I'm I don't have time to do a reading. And 
I love doing readings, but I cannot do everything. And I really, I think that it's important that you don't get overwhelmed with your business because it should be something that you love to do every day. So I hope you all got, I hope you guys all enjoyed that. And I look forward to chatting with you guys again. And if you haven't checked out the Etsy course, I'll provide the link below. It's actually uh, going to be, it's 20, I think I'm going to put 20, sorry, I had to think about this. I think it has 25% off the Etsy course right now. So I'll provide the discount code below too. And then if you guys have any questions, let me know. If you're not part of the Exploring Claire group, definitely jump on there. Um, it's a great group. We have, we still, even with over 2,000 people in the group, we still have like an amazing uh, group of people. And I'm always excited to jump on there and have discussions with people and they help me, I help them. It's really, that's why when you hear me talk about about the Facebook group, I say our group because it's not necessarily just me. Like it's our group, you know, um, because without other people, there's not a group. And so I think that's a, like when you're kind of a tip, when you're doing like your own groups, that's really important that you kind of have that mindset that people are going to come to you for your advice and, and that kind of thing. But you don't always have to be the person when it comes to a group that people are going to go to. I think it's important to lift everybody else up too, you know. So I hope you guys all enjoyed that. I'll provide those links below. If you guys have any questions, let me know. If there's a podcast or some topic that you want me to talk about, definitely jump on the uh, Exploring Claire group and tag me in it and let me know what you're, what kind of episode that you guys are wanting. And I hope you all have a wonderful day. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and that your business is going amazing. And thank you all for listening. Uh, it's exciting to be able to get on the podcast and talk to you guys. So I will look forward to talking to you guys next time.